Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast, presented to you by Justice Dental. Justice Dental, they're the best of the best. Two locations in Lexington, one on Blazer, one on Wellington, either side of town that you can get an appointment by visiting justicedental.com or calling them at 859-543-0700. The new year is starting. Kentucky's going to be bowling. It's the best time to switch to your dentist now. Go see Doc Thompson. They, they got everything you need, all your dental needs taken care of at Justice Dental. They're a proud partner of the KSR Football Podcast, and we're so happy that they're with us. We're so happy that you're with us this holiday season. It's been crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. So in the last 24 hours, we've got – Coaches being fired and hired while the other – or no, we got coaches being hired before the other coaches fired. We've got Louisville keeping their coach, but fire or their ADs leaving. Uh, we've got Kentucky in a New Year's Bowl game and official visitors and people in the transfer portal. And uh, Freddie Maggard called 17 state championship games this weekend. So there's there's been a lot going on. Our heads are spinning, but the, they have not completely fallen off. Oh yeah, and Drew's going to Las Vegas in like three days. Did I did I sum it up well succinctly? Yeah, well, uh, Drew's starting his week in Doc Thompson's chair tomorrow at eight a.m. I, I guess I should should shout out my dentist appointment in the morning <laughs> since the Justice Center podcast. There's a lot happening, and you mentioned Freddie calling the games. I want to start with a shout out. I watched two of the games uh, on Friday via the Freddie Maggard live stream, and he did a great job. Uh, that was a, overall a good production that NFHS Network, whatever, uh, it made it easy to follow, and I enjoyed listening to Freddie. So shout out to you, Freddie. Thanks, Drew. Uh, yeah, that that was fun. Two days of football. I appreciate you watching. Everybody else that watched and listened, uh, you know, we had six good games this year. Five of the six were decided pretty much in the last drive of the game. Only Bull County, I had a uh, you know two two, three possession win over Johnson Central, but uh, a lot of close games, a lot of, a lot of really good players and teams. You know, I, I joke around and I say football state, but man, that, the quality of teams and players and coaches in Kentucky right now is at, uh, is in the golden era. And it's gotten better every year I've done these championship games, but this year was, was really, really good. Hey, and Charles is saying next Tigers. Wow. Shout out. Give it up to yeah. him. How about that? And Freddie, you had a you have a had a heck of a call on that last touchdown. Um, I I really didn't know you were doing the you know color analysts or play by play. And I was listening to it and I'm like, I know who that is. Who is that? And of course, you know, my head finally got back into place and said, That's Freddie, duh. But yeah, and the Tigers got it done, baby. 
And your CNX Tigers presented a serious problem for me in the booth, Charles. Every other team had, at most, a front and back sheet of uh, players' numbers. But CNX had three pages and dressed 914 players. So yeah. that was a we challenge. Deep. Yeah. The Tigers, Tigers roll deep. Hey, Freddie, I hear, we had the, I hear we had the same complaint in my uh, Frederick Douglass Broncos game, which tough oh, loss. Man. But I, we got to get new jerseys. I didn't know who was who because those numbers. I don't know how you called that. Listen, we had two spotters, three screens, binoculars, and I was clueless. I mean, you know me, I'm colorblind anyway. But I, I, I mean, even the people that have normal vision could not tell who was who for Douglas because of those jerseys. That that was not broadcast friendly, Drew. <laughs> Gosh, and Douglas, they can't they can't get over the hump. They they get there, yeah. they just can't get over the hump. Uh, I'm curious, Freddie, because usually there's like a player or two that really jumps out, like oh, especially the underclassmen. I feel like we got a yeah. good notion of who the talented upperclassmen are. But are there any guys that uh, – I know you, you saw a ton of the weekend, but are there any names that we need to keep an eye out on the future that could be some some big-time uh, players uh, playing for some big-time schools in the future? Underclassmen, 2023 defensive lineman, William Spencer from Mail. Uh, my goodness. I mean, I, I could not have been more impressed with him. 6'5", 320 pounds. Moves really well, strong punch. I mean, I, I he he stood out to me as far as an underclassman. Uh, and then you go to Paducah Tillman had six or seven freshman starters, two tackles were sophomores. That's a young football team. Jack James, wow. that quarterback, that quarterback threw it all over the place. But man, yeah, uh, but as far as you know, we know the 2022 stars. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Dane Key, Vinny Anthony from from Vinny Anthony only had three targets from Mail. Uh, oh, caught oh. two passes for two touchdowns. I mean that that was surprising. But uh, you know, uh, Sailor Brown going to Louisville. Yeah, you got uh, the Velcant get that bid. Yeah, that beat good, him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah Velcant was good. Uh, but you know, Cam Hurt bringing Mr. Football going to EKU. I mean, he he was dynamic as well. And then, then Savorty from St. X, from Charles' team, uh, he's an upperclassman. But as far as younger classmen, especially 2023, uh, uh, William Spencer, just that, – that's, that's – if we were on social media right now, William Spencer, that's the tweet. That, that's the 2023 guy. Okay, that's the tweet. So write that down, William Spencer, male high school. Uh, I know Vince has been uh, recruiting Spencer pretty relentlessly, so uh, – yeah, keep it. Let's bring him back to Kroger Field. Let's bring him back. I, I, I heard one of our colleagues who may have gotten in on the, the trash talking a little early, Charles, and said that Sailor Brown's already taken L's at Kroger Field. So, uh, might be piling on the Louisville <laughs> commit early from the St. X guys. <laughs> one more. Christian Conyers hey. from South Warren is another 2023 player that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 6'1", two, uh, 185, 180 pounds corner he, he's going to be a good one as well so Conyers from South Warren man well it was a big weekend I'm sure yeah I, I'll let you take a rest from talking for a minute Freddie we got to preserve those windpipes um yeah but we, we got a lot of other football to talk uh Kentucky's going to the Citrus Bowl 
And we're going back to Orlando. I'm excited. Uh, Drew, Charles, y'all were both there last time. It was a first-class event. I mean, they, they really make it convenient for folks. I know that the stadium isn't right next to kind of International Drive where everybody is, but it's it's a really well-done game. The state, the Camion World Stadium is awesome. And uh, I'm pumped that Kentucky will be back playing Iowa on New Year's Day on ABC. Uh, Charles, what, what was just your – when you, we found out it was Iowa in the Citrus Bowl, what was the first thing that, that ran through your mind? Yep, we're 1-0 in the Citrus Bowl. That was the first thing that ran through my mind. Well, I guess in, in the Stoops era, have we played in it? You know, no. In the similar, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, 1-0, so, so I, off to a hot start there. Um, yeah, to be quite honest, I was kind of hoping for Tampa – um, because as selfish as I am, I've already watched a Citrus Bowl championship for the University of Kentucky and, and really wanted to, uh, to maybe, maybe go get a blooming onion at the Outback Bowl. Um, but, you know, I love it. I, I think uh, we match up well against Iowa. I think, it, again, it's another test for Liam Cohen and Will Levis uh, against a good Iowa defense. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about the matchup and, you know, nine and three, let, let's get to 10 wins again. Yeah, Drew, I, I, I too, I'm not the biggest Outback fan, but it would have been kind of fun to go somewhere different um, just because you were there four years ago. But like I said, I had such a good time. I'm not I'm not mad about it. That international drive isn't ready for the Tennessee-Purdue KSR watch party. Yeah, and I, I probably would have picked Tampa given the option just because I had never done it before. But I can't help but think when we went to the Citrus Bowl just in 2018 – that felt like a championship game for the football program. And I remember soaking it all in, wondering, you know, we may never be back here again. <laughs> I got to remember this. This is the highest the program's been, at least in my lifetime. And these don't grow on trees. So I was soaking everything in, even international drive, thinking this might be it. And here we are three, four years later, and we're going to do it again. And like you said, I thought everything was smooth last time. Fans loved it. Great setup. I'm excited to for part two. Yeah, and, and now we get the – the Iowa matchup that people have been putting in those bowl projections for seemingly years. <laughs> and it's the big storyline is that Stoops is playing his alma mater. And that's like the fun little tip of the iceberg storyline. But when you dig in further, I mean, Stoops, he is, he essentially grew up. Uh, he was his, that was his team uh, without it being from the state of Iowa. It was, all right, so Friday nights, I'm going to play a high school football game, and then we're going to get in the car after Cardinal Mooney plays and drive with mom and dad 10 hours to Iowa. Then on Saturday, watch Bob or Mike play, one of the two, and then drive home Sunday morning for 10 hours. And that, that was what Stoops grew up on for more than a decade. I think it was from 79 to 91. There was at least one Stoops either playing or coaching there. And then the, the part, Freddie, that I didn't – fully know or realize like I think I knew these facts separately but Stu said you know like I asked him how he was as a player and he's you know pretty self-deprecating in that manner he's like ah, I wasn't that good but part of it's just because he got hurt and he got hurt the days after he buried his father in his number 41 jersey that's if that doesn't cut you deep and that doesn't I mean like I I don't know. This is going to be an emotional game for Mark Stoops, uh, a guy who normally keeps his emotions in check. And I, I think it's going to be a big one for these players where they're going to want to rally around Stoops to give him a win that 
it, it's going to mean more more than the rest of them. Yeah, uh, bowl, bowl games are, you know, modern-day bowl games are what, 75% want to? Who wants to be there? Who cares about being there? 25% execution. This is this is the start of bowl season that's going to be, you know, it's going to be different from here on out because of the transfer portal. A lot of teams are going to be lacking depth. The coaching carousel this year is going to impact bowl season. So, you know, I love football. I, I would do football for a living, but I, I'm not that excited about bowl season. Uh, due to that fact, I think it's going to be sloppy across the board. But I do think that Iowa and Kentucky both want to be there, and I think they're both, both going to be bought into this game, and it's going to be a, a, heated, uh, a heated football game, and I like that. Both teams are going to want to win, and I've been talking about Tyler Lindenbaum the entire season. Have I not? The Iowa center, now mm-hmm. we get to see him, cover him, analyze him. He's the highest-graded center in the history of PFF grading. Matrix, he's not, so. not opting out either. No, you know? he's no. So, you know, Drew, your guy, Bully McCall, this Iowa game it, 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 on, on his film clip should be titled, Dear NFL, this is who I am because he's going to get the best center to ever center during in since 2014. So we're going to see a lot from Bully McCall. Should have him excited, should have him engaged. But uh, we've not gotten decisions on who's playing, who's not playing for Kentucky. But Tyler Lindenbaum's already said, yeah, I'm coming, I'm playing in one last game. But, yeah, it, if Kentucky can hold on to the football, I like the Wildcats' chances. Uh, Iowa offensively is, is averaging less than 300 yards a game, but it's a top-10 defense. Excellent special team, as you can expect. So, uh, but the thing I like about this matchup, Drew, <clears throat> is both teams are bought in. I think both teams will want to win this football game. So, it, it should be one of the most competitive bowls uh, this bowl season, in my opinion. I'm excited for the Stoops connection and everything you mentioned, but I was most excited that it's a team that doesn't have a good quarterback because we yeah. saw. In, I mean, throughout Georgia, that was going to be a loss no matter what. But in the other two losses, they just got picked apart with a QB who could do it. And I just don't think Iowa has that guy. So I was most fired up that it's a team that doesn't throw the ball. Probably be some boring football, and you're going to go against a good defense that can slow down the fun we've been having. But I I was thrilled that it's a team that kind of sucks in the passing game. Kind of sucks? Leading receivers (laughs) are tied in. Their Their two best wide receivers are true freshmen. Iowa quarterbacks are completing right at 50% of their passes. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a game that's tailor-made for Kentucky. If, if you can stand up to that offensive line in a run game, you should have a good chance. So, Spencer Petras, the, the Iowa quarterback, he ranks 99 out of 100th in quarterback rating, nine touchdowns, oh. six picks, and against – in that Big Ten championship game, and which you, you might have to throw out. I don't know. They end up benching him in the third quarter after five straight punts. He completed something like nine of 21 for a buck 30. They bring in the backup. The backup was 10 of 15 for 38 yards. So he attempted, it was what it was just over two yards per attempt to com- get only 38 yards on 10 completions. It's almost impressive, Charles, like how inept you can be at passing. To just I, – I just – I can't – it's hard to comprehend how bad this Iowa offense is until you watch them punt the football over and over again. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. And <clears throat> this is a 
different transition, um, but somewhat similar. You know, I think it's the difference in the conference. You know, I'm I'm watching this Oklahoma State Baylor game earlier. You know, on I guess it was Saturday early morning. And both teams just wanted to give the game away, and I thought both teams were pitiful. And then you go and watch the Bama-Georgia game, and you actually do see teams that want to be there, and you see physicality, and you see size and speed. Um, I just think SEC goes 12-0 and 0 in these, uh, these bowl games, and I can't wait to, to follow that because it really is – there's a difference. And I don't know if you guys saw that, but, Freddie, I'd love to hear what you're thinking about that Oklahoma State. Get it down to the one-yard line for four plays. You run two up the gut, then you run a play action, then you run a toss with your slow running back who somehow can't cut up field and get into the end zone. Like, it was just crazy to me. John, I didn't see one play Saturday. <laughs> of any of them. I was, they didn't have the games up, upstairs in, in the uh, at Kroger Field, so I didn't Freddy see was one clocked play. In. Yeah, I was on the clock, man. Well, I can – I should have known that. I can, I can say with confidence that – it was hilarious to watch uh, Spencer Sanders too for Oklahoma State. You want to talk about some bad quarterback play too? Uh, that was bad. The running back should have cut up. Like, and I, I, I will at least give the Big Ten this is unlike some of the other times Kentucky's just like we're going to play an ACC team in the bowl game and we're just going to bully the hell out of you. You're at least going to get that sort of play in the trenches from Iowa. Uh, as yeah, as Freddie alluded to early, Tyler Linderbaum can play like they, they've got a lot of dudes, and it's going to be a fight, it's going to be a war inside, it's going to be a hard nosed battle. But I think the difference, as you alluded to earlier, is Will Levis, and that's a player, Drew, that Kirk Ferentz said they wanted. They said he was he, we were the first team to offer him, uh, from the Power Five, we wanted him, and if you look, they could sure use him because I think. They've only had four games of over 100 quarterback rating, and he's had all but three of his have been at least that, which is that's pretty putrid too. So he's playing at a high level right now, and if Iowa wants to stay at that number two spot, they need to get quarterback play like that Kentucky's gotten out of Will Levis this year. And Will Levis, I mean, he's already performed in big games, but it's got to add to it that his first career start was against Iowa at Penn State, and he played well against them. I believe they lost the game, but wasn't he like 9 of 13? Didn't run the ball well, but he at least was a little comfortable throwing it, it seemed, just looking at the the stats. I, of course, didn't watch that game. I'm sure I had something to do. Regardless, Iowa, there's going to be an even added comfort knowing he's already played against them knows the coach, has the relationship there, and maybe even extra added motivations. That's another reason to like that opponent. Yeah, and he's done pretty good with those extra motivation games too. Uh, I kind of worry about Stoops here. Like, they're going to be nice. Iowa will probably even put out like a Stoops video. I mean, we need – 2018, you got James Franklin, and he's yelling, you know, effing bring it on. (laughs) 2019, we got players punching each other at the NASCAR museum. There's always some kind of fire. We know Stoops feeds off that anger. I'm worried with Iowa. We're not going to have that edge that he normally has because everything's going to be too nice and friendly. So are we saying that we need uh, Kirk Ferentz to, like, put Stoops in a chokehold uh, before the game? 
Yeah, or maybe like a Lynn Bowden situation from, from 2019. We just need – Kentucky always plays well with a little more a little more motivation. They're not the underdog here, not at the moment. That keeps going back and forth. So we need something because I worry Stoops is going to go in there with a smile on his face, and we need the fiery redhead leading this team into battle. <laughs> right, so, it, it, Drew, if we need a Lynn Bowden situation, who from the team right now – oh, I know my answer. Who from the team yeah. would, would be the – cause of or not the cause but the initiator of a lid mask yeah. okay okay first of all let's let's throw out Vito Tisdale because that's not fair <laughs> that's fine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no one gets to pick him okay okay uh it's bully right I'll go bully, bully last game no he's pretty he's pretty you know mellow though you know he's pretty Vito was was my go-to so uh, Fordner got thrown out of that Louisville game a few years ago. Maybe he's got oh. a little bit of fieriness in him in his last game. Fortner's <laughs> Fortner's trash talk is too accelerated and too uh complex for the in, the inferior Big Ten man to understand. So his his insults will go right over their head. Um uh, I think it's gotta be Tisdale, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, if they take these two teams to Disney, he's going to be fighting in the line for Splash Mountain. Uh, he's going to be so fired up for this. Which, by the way, uh, if you're trying to do Disney, sorry. it's uh, They're all booked. We're all, what, what does he say in vacation? We're all close here. Should have read the sign. Yep. Yeah. A Wally World repeat for Big Blue Nation. Yeah, I was really oh, bummed because I was going to try to, like, you know, jump through some hoops and, and get Duke down there. Like, it would have been a lot of fun, but uh, they're only doing reservations. And believe it or not, it's a popular time of the year between Christmas <laughs> and New Year's to go to Disney World. So, uh, I think all of them but Epcot are booked up at the moment. But you can still go to Harry Potter World. Freddie, I'm sure you're a big Harry Potter guy. Read all the books, oh, seen yeah. all the movies. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, nah, I've never seen I've never seen a Star Wars or a Harry Potter, so I'm Oh, Freddie. No, oh, you're teasing us. I know you're when guarding Leviosa and all the time. Who? No. I I'm out on that deal. I tell you, SeaWorld is fun. If that's if there's any openings at SeaWorld, that's a fun place to take Duke. Do they still have uh like the whales or or did we free will? I, I think I we freed them all. I do too. I don't know. But you get to pet sharks and do all kinds of good oh. stuff over there. Who would want to go pet a shark? I mean, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. There's a shark petting thing there. Friends, not food. I, I, I'm out on that one. It's like jumping out Give of a perfectly now. good airplane. Like, you know what? It's, it's still flying. Like, I'm, I'm gonna stay in it. You know, shark. You know what? Just go be a shark over there. I don't need to pet you. I can look at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell you <laughs> what, y'all. I, I am so sore from this weekend, man. <laughs> Y'all know y'all know me in elevators. So the worst part of this weekend was walking up six flights of steps to the press box and walking down them before and after the games. So yeah, I'm I'm playing hurt today. We gotta put Freddie on IR. Drew is is your back? Yeah. How's your back holding up? Oh, it's good right now. But my my body knows the Vegas trips around the corner, so I'm already. Mari, it's it's like feeling it ahead of time. It knows what's coming. It's like uh, getting the meat sweats, you know, like right before a big meal. You just you know it's coming. I'm ready. <laughs> you get you you can feel it. Uh, you can feel a bunch of. I mean, I, I I'm ready for. Unlike this, unlike Freddie, I'm a little bit more excited 
for this bowl season just because of the pure volume of football games. Uh, it, it all really starts this weekend, too. And it's not the bowl games, but it's just an entire month of awesomeness. The most wonderful time of the year. We've got Army-Navy on Saturday. Mm. I mean, it's it's going to be a wonderful time, a wonderful time to get in on the action with my bookie. Um, the future is now. Cryptocurrency is the future. Don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie, and you can get in the game now. To get started with crypto, use the promo code KSR. Double your first crypto deposit in my bookie. So, like, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. Do you, do you know all those, Drew? Have you have you used, have you dabbled in the, the crypto? I, I do. And this sounds very intimidating, but I switched to this for my depositing and withdrawals for gambling a few years ago. And it is so much easier. I know when you hear the word crypto and Bitcoin, you're like, I don't want to get into that. But just for getting your money in and out of my bookie, it, it's pretty easy. I won't sit here and explain it because I'll confuse you. Mm-hmm. But look it up because it makes the, when you're taking my bookie's money, it makes it easier to get it back out. Okay, good. That's good to Highly know. recommend. So this is the easiest way to access your money, your winnings through my bookie. And they they got crypto right there for you. Um, we've got NFL playoffs coming up. We've got the Bills and the Bucks uh, next weekend. Bills and Patriots, too, if you're listening for this Monday night. That's going to be a big game. But Who uh, do you think Freddie has an Army-Navy? Oh. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no Army, beat Navy. You, you know what? Uh, I didn't use crypto coins or any of that stuff. But you know what was stealing this weekend? Pit, Pit and Wake Forest. That was uh, a nice deal. A nice deal that you could have made a ton of money on using the promo KSR. So go to mybookie.ag, place your bets, and watch the sparks fly. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And one bet you should make, though, that's always a lock, uh, military unders. So I know it's only like 36 points, Drew, but just bet the Army-Navy under. Uh, that one and a lot of the uh, college football world is loving the Kentucky-Iowa under. I don't like to accept that Kentucky won't score 50 points, so I'm not going to join that crowd. But mm-hmm. it's been a popular talking point as people are starting to dissect these spreads. Also, betting against Louisville, I mean, it's it's worked so well for everybody in Kentucky. Against Air Force? I mean, Freddie, I know you're not – your army first. Yeah. But, but like yeah. triple option yeah. against Louisville, like, come on, they might rush for 750 yards. Yeah. The U S army air Corps, I think will, will beat Louisville by, by, you know, that triple option and air and the U S army air Corps is really good this year. <laughs> I think they're what eight, four. So, um, you know, I, I, what I saw, uh, with that Louisville defense, I, I, I don't see them slowing down, uh, the U S army air Corps, run game now now i do think that louisville's going to score i really do i mean i think i think you know again is louisville going to be bought in because who's their coach going on i mean yeah, who's, who's their who's athletic director they uh, have their own airport yeah who, who knows yeah but again pit pit did good for me this weekend you know you know what else is a good bet that uh, you never bet or count out Philip Haywood at Belfry. 0-5, wins the state championship at 9-6. and six. Isaac Dixon drew 41 carries, 376 yards, and five touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's very good. How about me going 0-6 for 6 on my predictions for the state championships? <laughs> I like to Did think you really? 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's just as difficult as going six and zero. I'll remind everyone. Western Kentucky wasn't good to you, Drew. This is Russellville, man. We had it. We had it, Russellville. It was going to be the comeback of the century, and just uh, couldn't get it done. Yeah, a little short. Hey, Charles. One thing. Hey, I quit talking about the championship games because it was a lot of fun to watch, man. But Tillman, Paducah Tillman, scored two touchdowns in eleven seconds to at the end the first half. Two in eleven seconds. Two in eleven seconds to end the first half. Yes. So how does that happen? They score a touchdown quick, and then they kick it off, fumble another touchdown, and then score on one play. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm. That was about. It, that's kind of what it felt like with uh, Western Kentucky, where you just had a couple errors compound in that Conference USA Championship game. They've got a touchdown pass that they just drop. Um, that that could have put them up 14-7 early on. They just wasted scoring opportunity. And then to start the second half, they get a big stop to try to start a comeback, and then they muff the opening punt. You know, it was just like, yeah. I, I felt I felt it was a bad week for our friends in the western part of the state. I, I thought they were going to get that win over the Roadrunners Friday night. What, what did we all make of the SEC outcome? Man. I still think Georgia can beat Bama. And I think they will in the national championship game. But that being said, time and time again, don't bet against Nick Saban. I did this weekend. Don't feel great about it. I will do it again. Probably won't feel great about it either. I just I think if Alabama can get an early lead against Georgia, it's over with because I just do not believe in Stetson Bennett can bring Georgia back in a, in a in that kind of environment. So, But if Brock uh, Bowers I, catches that pass, which yeah. was a good ball, and he did have that catch, and that safety doesn't knock it out the last second, I think it's yeah. a different ballgame. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I still – I just have a hard time seeing Georgia win the national championship. You know, I don't know, go to JT, Daniel. I, I don't know. But, I mean, how many times do we have to see it that, that – the great quarterbacks wins championships. Well, I just don't know if Georgia's got that. And the thing too, Freddie, is that Bryce Young hadn't been playing like that. We'd seen Stetson do it once or twice this year. I mean, he did it against Kentucky. He was playing at that game-changing kind of level. Um, but we got normal Stetson Bennett, and we got Bryce Young throwing laterals like nine yards down the field to his guys, yeah. you know, like making throws, falling to his knees. I mean, he was – playing like he was going to win the Heisman Trophy that game. I think he's going to ultimately end up winning it because of that performance and then that late drive against Auburn. Um, but, Drew, it reminded me of betting the Super Bowl last year where you're like, well, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, and I'm saying the same thing about Georgia's defense this year. And then the game happens, and I'm like, what am I doing betting against Alabama? What am I doing betting against Tom Brady? Like, it's stupid. Like You're, you're going to feel dumb no matter what after the outcome of that game. And I just the, – the the worst feeling has to be for those Georgia fans because they've had that monkey on their back for – I think it's been eight in a row that Saban's won over Georgia. They haven't lost to an SEC East team since 2010. And not for uh, the Atlanta Braves, this would be yet another one that you could add as the, the sports Gosh. curse around there, uh, the Braves breaking that recently. But I have to thank you. I was at the Douglas game uh watching them lose that one and i look at my phone and see alabama's up big and i text and say 
I haven't been watching. Give me one reason why I shouldn't bet Georgia live here. And you talked me out of it, saying Young's winning the Heisman right in front of you. So thank you for saving me money. I was going to bet big there at halftime. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. It was it was uh, it was it was a tough SEC championship. I was hoping for a more competitive game, closer played game. Um, we didn't get a lot of that. That's kind of championship weekend, though. You, you get a couple good ones, but then you know the Pac-12 is a blowout. Uh, SEC kind of turns into a blowout. There was a lot of those pants of the crowd too, Charles, of the stunned faces. I just would like to say that I'm glad I will never be, knock on wood, never be a mean. Like being one of those students in the crowd, the sad people in the crowd, that's got to be the worst to just turn into one of those memes. Yeah, that, and then sometimes you have the occasional crier in the crowd that's a student some sort of, for some reason crying to the college football game. Um <laughs> Well, there's Nick that one of the girl the in the band. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're hidden from the cameras there. Oh man. Yeah. You, you don't want to be you, you don't want to be stuck being being the, the viral meme, but we do want you to stick around because we've got something to tell you right after this. The weekend was maybe even a bigger news off the field as far as not only bowl game matchups, but the coaching carousel. Um, I alluded to it at the top of the hour, but uh, or at the top of the hour, I'm, I'm talking like I'm on live radio or something. <laughs> but Miami got Oregon's Mario Crystal Ball hired before they fired Manny Diaz, which is just hilarious. Never seen that before. But another big time coaching vacancy. I think we might be bringing Chip Kelly back to Franklin, back to Oregon. So could be running it back. Wild uh, coaching carousel going on that just keeps to keep going and going. And as you know, as each new coach jumps where somewhere, it opens a new spot. So yeah, this is going to keep on moving. Oklahoma hired Brent Venables from Clemson. Maybe Dabo now is on rocky ground. You know, Freddie, I know you're a big Dabo Sweeney fan. It can't be good for him down at Clemson. Yeah, Dabo Dabo goes as his coordinators go. So who knows how that's going to work out. Uh, but yeah, the, the carousel, man. You got uh, Lincoln Riley going to SC. Uh, he, he wanted he wanted none of that SEC, which is, you know, if you're him, that's a smart smart move. You know, if you go, you know, have to face Washington State and Colorado instead of Bama and, and Arkansas and Auburn, LSU and A and M. You know, I, good move for him. And then uh, I don't know. It's crazy. The, the Miami situation. Miami doesn't have an AD and was hiring a coach before firing a coach. That was, that was crazy. Now Oregon opens up. Uh, it's just been, you know, then, then Brian Kelly's Louisiana accent thing. That was funny to see. And My family. I am. Yeah. I'm anxious to hear Drew's take on, on the, the Brian Kelly, Louisiana accent. Uh, I mean, it was pretty terrible, especially I like the guy that I don't know if you all saw. He took <laughs> an interview that Kelly did the week before where he said family and he put them side by side and it sounded nothing alike. Yeah. And he's a he's a northeastern guy. Just just be you. He, he is going to fail miserably in that job. I think. Oh, oh, unless he brings Joe Brady back. OK, maybe. No, I, he's not going to be able to relate to anyone down there. It doesn't feel like. But maybe we'll see. Joe it's Brady, though, watching the chaos. 
back on the market so he could come up somewhere. I mean, it's just, it is utter chaos. Um, but I hey. did get to where I was rooting for Notre Dame to get in the playoff because I, I would love the story of them going on and winning it with, with him ditching them right before the end of the season. That would have been very funny. Very funny. Uh, I'm sure but, I'm sure he was watching those games going, oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Just give one so yard, now. Oklahoma State. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Scott Satterfield, he's staying put for now. Um, yeah, great news for the University of Kentucky. We got Satterfield staying around. Uh, Vince Tyree believes in Satterfield and what he's building, even though Vince Tyree is leaving <laughs> – before he's going to see it happen so uh that's bizarre he he believes in it so much he's just going to leave he's like i know it's going to happen so i'm just going to leave i'll have to sit here and monitor it oh man now uh but there's big coaching carousel news close to home uh uk assistant john summerall became the second stoops assistant to become the head coach at troy so he's going back to where he coached alongside neil brown for three years, he was the special teams coordinator, assistant head coach, and linebackers coach for the Trojans back from I want to say sixteen to eighteen. Uh, did a year at Ole Miss, then two or three at UK. Now he's going back to Troy. He had his introductory press conference uh, today uh, in Alabama in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, but Freddie, what I think is pretty cool is they had a bunch of kids that he's recruiting officially visiting over the weekend. He was there for parts of their official visit, and he's going to be coaching the bowl game still. So he's going to get one more game in. Uh, pretty cool for a guy where I know each place means a lot to, to Summerall personally. Yeah, he played in Kentucky. But if you want to know what folks think about John Summerall, just read the responses on social media from, you know, from media folks like us to fans to players to coaches. I mean – I've never known anyone to have a bad word about John Sumrall. He's highly respected. He, he's he's loved around the UK circles, and everybody wishes him the best. Same, I mean, I know I do. I know I'm I'm gonna become a, a Troy fan again. I followed Troy when Neil was there, and I'm gonna do so with John. But he did a tremendous job. Just think what he did with Jamin Davis and and DeAndre Square. You bring on the young guy like Trevin Wallace. Uh, you know, he's, he's a tremendous football coach, a great man, a great person, and I wish him nothing but the best. But I, I think that's a fantastic hire by Troy. I like how John is is is, tra- is, is doing the transition from Kentucky to Troy, and uh, he's do- he's doing this the right way. And I think I think the love and respect goes both ways with UK for him going to Troy. It's all good. Wishing the best. Man, it's uh, I think he's one of those guys too. During his introductory press conference, he was doing a lot of like, all right, you know, like, <laughs> which I, I, I love. It was just like the rhetorical, like, you know what, all right, we're going to be doing this, huh? you know, like, and it was also the kind of screaming coach. Like, he, I, I remember when UK first hired him and I saw him on the practice, it was like, oh, this dude's just got some juice, you know, he, he's built different. And uh, uh, I, I love the line, I forgot what what game it was it might have been the florida game this year and he had the in the the, the like the journey video what are they they don't call them the for the team video excuse me journey wrong sport whoa it could have been really bad but he said before the game if you need some juice come find me because i got plenty of it 
And so I'm curious, Charles, who who is going to be the guy with the juice that Kentucky that that the players can go to now? You know, it's a good question. And honestly, I I was asked this, you know, who's going to fill his spot? And that was one of the first things I brought up was, you know, he's a very high energy coach. Um, so I would think, you know, it has to be someone that has that high energy um, on the current staff. You know, I don't know. I don't know who that is, because quite frankly, I think only two of them were coaching when I was there. Um, you know, Marrow and Stoops, unless I'm totally blanking on somebody. Um so I don't know who it's going to be, but, but to, to what you said, you know, he is, he's high energy. Um, I was lucky enough to play a couple rounds of golf with him and some scrambles and some alumni events. Uh, him and I still text all the time. He's, he's a goofball. You can, you can see why his players love him. Um, and, you know, I think as Freddie said, look at what the media thinks, look at what players thinks, fans think, you know, Stoops just saying, Hey, you know, I don't want to lose you. I love you, but you got to do it. Take the job. Um, definitely missing on a good one and, and go Trojans. I'm with Freddie. Oh man. And that, that phone bell, it's a great starting point for a coaching career too. I probably the biggest G five right now outside of the American, um, especially as far as like upward mobility. So best of luck to Summerall down in Alabama. Um, so I, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of good, a lot of good left in his coaching career and who knows uh, his paths might cross with Kentucky later on down the road. But best of luck to him at Troy. Um, and you know what? Some of those guys that he was officially visiting for uh, over the weekend, I know Jordan Anthony, the receiver commit, he's locked in. Uh, Quintel Jones, he should be making a decision soon, and that might work out well for the Wildcats. And uh, there's another kid, an Auburn commit, that uh, goes by the name of Jacoby Albert, who is uh, a wide receiver that Kentucky's working on. Uh, that's yeah. There's a good chance of me a little, little, little Mary Flipness uh, going on in Lexington. Uh, there's going to be a dozen, I think, official visitors this weekend, Drew, and a lot of moving parts on the transfer portal, particularly at wide receiver. Uh, we had a decommitment in Travion Longmire, and uh, well, two decommitments with Travion Longmire and Taj Harris entering the weekend. Uh, where the Cats got a little bit of wiggle room as they look to add some receivers from the portal. There's a lot of names still out there to watch, but I'm mostly excited that it's looking like, unless, I mean, you know more than me, it's looking like the big fish Kentucky already reeled in are all staying on board. And a lot of times you got to worry about some guys. I know even with seeing Keontae Goodwin has tried to visit every school in the United States of America, but then, you know, hearing what we hear about him and then seeing the Wade twins still running out with those UK flags. I love that. It just looks so good with a lot of the guys they have on board as they go to finish this up too. Yeah. Uh, Keontae Goodwin's going to sign with Kentucky. Like I, I know there's going to be, you're going to read a lot of articles and like he's going to sign with Kentucky. It, that's been the way for a long time now. He's going to end up signing with Kentucky, so don't fret, folks. I know some of y'all out there might be. Don't fret. Um, there's a, I, I there, there's there's one name that I think would be huge to get, and I, I I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But Dion Walker, Freddie, out of Detroit, is like six foot seven, three hundred sixty pounds. He's an enormous human. He could be a big time difference maker. He's he's going to announce his decision on early signing day. I'm worried that Michigan's college football playoff appearance. That momentum might be too much for for him to turn down the in-state school to come to Kentucky. Yeah, you know, and I like the fact that Kentucky's still in with him because Plank was the recruiter for 
UK for a long time in the, in the Detroit area, but just having him still uh, with with Kentucky in mind, I think is is a positive. So, yeah, we, you never know until you know. It used to be, you know, you get them to sign a date, you get them, you know, you get the the, the signed document. Hey, that's great. But now with the portal, it takes a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, a little bit of uh, importance off signing day. Uh, because you can sign them one day and lose them the next. So, uh, but yeah, get, getting them to campus, that would be great. But, you know, with, with Mark Stoops, it, it's one, he's won <clears throat> games by winning the line of scrimmage. You can he- never, ever have enough offensive elite defensive linemen. And we've seen mm-hmm. that this year with uh, Mark Juan going down, Ox going down. Now Josh Pascal's banged up. So, yeah, the more the merrier on the defensive front. Yeah, yeah. And big shout out to Eric Wolford, who's been uh who's been getting quite a bit of uh picking up a lot of the slack that Clink left off. I know he played so he's, he's been in on Walker, uh Barry and Brown. I know he had a connection to uh as well. So um Coach Wolf, uh, you know, picking up picking up in a lot of different places. And I think he's got another offensive lineman coming in this weekend as well. So a lot of moving parts. We'll we'll keep you updated on all of those. At KentuckySportsRadio.com, um, man, I'm trying to. My head's still spinning, Drew, from all of the things that have been happening. Is there something big I'm missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Well, we got the coaching carousel. We got Summerall leaving us. Go Troy. We got uh, obviously the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. State, Go State Oranges. Chips. The NFL didn't have anything exciting really. Benny had a big run for the Steelers late in the game. He only carried it twice, but. Uh, Got a little Benny Snell sighting for a big first down. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Grant Bingham. Wolf is in on Grant Bingham, too. You can't – you know, I know a lot of focus is on Keontae Goodman, but Grant Bingham is going to be a heck of a football player in Kentucky. And uh, he was in the state championships. And, man, is he, is he the real deal. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Nick Hall in person, too. Yeah. Um, he's uh, – They've really, they've upgraded him to a top 100 prospect on on three. So I know whenever we're uh, podcasting and stuff about uh, a week and a half from now, we're ten days till signing day. Kentucky's going to be a big story nationally. Uh, they're they're kind of on their way to a top 15 class, and that would be the highest in the school's history. So uh, big big finish to the year if they can lock up a couple more of these four star guys that they've got waiting in the wing. So. Uh, the off season, it feels more like the on season. I kind of actually enjoyed the <laughs> the on season routine a little bit better, even though Saturday wasn't as hectic without making a trip to a stadium. But uh, man, it'll be here before you know it. I'm excited for Orlando, Chuck. I know that tin roof down there on International Drive. They serve uh, cold beers there, um, so I'm I'm probably going to have a few a few of those. What is uh, tin roof? I've never heard of that. Oh, it's uh, it's a, an establishment. It's local and international because it's on International Drive. So, oh wow, yeah, they've got a little bit of everything there. Uh, I think there's a TGI Fridays. There's a Dave and Buster's too, right next to the Media Hotel. Top notch, top notch Dave and Buster's. I, I had the Joe's Crab Shack uh, a couple years ago when we were there. Oh, nice. It's it's you're pretty run of the mill Joe's Crab Shack. Highly recommend <laughs> the. Uh, the one thing we got going too is we're going to get college football playoff games the night before, so the rare uh, New Year's Eve that that's also a great excuse for us not to stay up till midnight, Drew. Yeah, 
Wink, wink. We, we won't do that. We are going to drink every Bud Light in the media hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bud Light. The, the, and then we Bud might Light, even yeah. we might even do a media hotel podcast where we just talk about all the goings on in the media hotel. Oh, we definitely need to. That'll be fun. Yeah. Because, and they, you know, they have a, the, the media lounge. Like, there's, yeah, it's going to oh, be awesome. Goes, yeah, it goes down in the lounge. I, I remember that now. Yeah, I they completely had, forgot about the media lounge. Dude, the media lounge was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that place was loaded. And uh, it was one of those, like, I'm just going to run upstairs and grab a few things. And then you're like, actually, you know what? I might stay for a minute and then take some <laughs> beers to go. You know, that was very much looking forward to getting back to the media lounge. If I'm they, fired up. If they also, last time they did a, an open bar for the college football playoff games. And I don't know if they still have it in their budget to, to do that because um, we uh, might have gotten a little carried away with that. So uh, one more fond memory before we go. That was New Year's or we did a show on New Year's Eve last year and Tin Roof ran out of beer at our show and they had a business <laughs> party at 3 p.m. that day that had no beer because the KSR crowd and then their New Year's Eve was that night, and they weren't sure they were going to get a beer delivery before New Year's Eve. So shout out to the KSR crowd for drinking Tin Roof out of booze before they even had their big events. Man, that's like stuff you hear from the LSU folks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and if I'm if I'm correct, isn't Iowa, aren't they big Natty Light people? I think so, yeah. That's like their thing is they, they load up on like cases of Natty Light. So, um, hey, at least there'll be plenty of Bud Lights for Kentucky fans that just – Orlando's gonna have to stock up on the natties. Big beer crowd, regardless. Yeah, yeah. And Iowa State's playing Clemson and uh the other bowl game in Orlando like two or three days before. So it's gonna be a party of college football fans down in Orlando. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm not sure when I'll be getting down there, but I'll be down there for most of the week. We'll be doing podcasts and radio shows and all sorts of stuff from Orlando. So uh I'm looking forward to seeing y'all down there. It's been a blast. Uh, it's been a blast recording with you. Do, do we have any any more parting thoughts, any more final thoughts before we, we take off? No, I'm just excited for my Justice Dental appointment in the morning. Shout out to Justice Dental. Yeah, just tell Doc Thompson we said hey. I will. Okay. Sure will. Which one um, are you going to, Drew? I'm going to the good one, Blazer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots yeah. fired at yours, Freddie. Well, for, Freddie, you rest your voice. I know you're worn out from this weekend. You're a little sore. Uh, get some R and R, Chuck. You enjoy. You stay safe on your holiday travels. I'm sure you'll be all over mm-hmm. the world. Probably got a wedding or two thrown in there as well. Um, but hey, it's good getting gang back together. We're gonna have more football talk throughout these crazy holiday season. Um, until then, make sure you're listening to Eleven Personnel, Depth Truck. We're gonna have podcasts, all sorts of stuff over the next month. Um, but hey. Until then, go cats and go Kroger. And peep the technique. Go sweat the technique.